The other day I heard a story about Charlie Chaplin uh, and him going and entering a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. Now, if you know anything about Charlie Chaplin, that's uh, very Charlie Chaplin of him uh, to go in and do that. Um, here's the crazy part is Charlie Chaplin enters a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and he ended up coming third. Um, as I heard that story, as I'm thinking through that story, I'm thinking to myself, man, isn't that just so typical? Isn't that just so crazy? I, it immediately sent my mind down the route of, of the way that we compare ourselves to others and how easy it is to, to get stuck in that space where I want to compare myself to you or, or you want to compare yourself to someone else. Um, when you consider that Charlie Chaplin couldn't even really compare himself to himself because he only came third in looking like himself. Uh, and it's not hard. It's not hard for you. It's not hard for me to fall into that space where we do start comparing our lives to the lives of people around us. And sometimes we, we look at their lives and, and, and we may go, oh man, if only I was as good looking, <laughs> if only I was as wealthy, or if only I had what they had, or if, if only I was as talented as them, I would have what they had or have the career that they have. If only I had their giftings. And maybe in your mind, it kind of starts coming down to that, that, that it's, it's the talent that they have that separates you from them. Well, if you found yourself in that space, I've got really good news for you. Because talent isn't the great separator. Uh, I can remember years ago, um, the author John Maxwell wrote a book called, um, called Talent is Never Enough. Um, and the book wasn't about talent, the book was about character. <laughs> uh, in the book, he, he kind of demonstrates how, how uh, talent, when you're talking about a high jumper, talent would tell you how high the jumper can jump. But character would tell you how high the jumper would jump consistently. If talent is the thing that you feel is holding you back, then the good news for you today is that there are many things that you can do that don't require any talent whatsoever. If you don't believe me, I'm going to give you 11 things right here, right now that require absolutely zero talent. The first thing is for you to be on time. Being on time requires zero talent. Having a good work ethic requires zero talent. Carrying yourself with positive body language requires zero talent. Energy, effort, attitude, passion, being coachable or teachable. I think this is something that is so missing, so lacking in the world that we live in today. Doing extra, or maybe in language you may understand, going the extra mile. Being prepared. And the 11th one showing up. 
These are all things, guys and ladies, that require zero talent. But at the same time, these are all things that often separate successful people from the rest. So when you find yourself in a space where you're wanting to compare yourself to someone and you feel like, ah, if only I had their gifting, their talent, and then I'd be able to be like them. For starters, stop and, and, and just recognize that, that the things that separate successful people from, from people who aren't all that successful, those things often require zero gifting or talent. And secondly, recognize that as long as you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're always going to be on the back foot. And the crazy part is, that this comparison thing can often creep in when it comes to our spiritual lives as well. That when it comes to, to your walk with God, your journey with, with Jesus, that, that, that we can fall into these spaces where we start comparing that with the walk that someone else has. That, that, that again, we, we somehow believe that, man, I, I can't have the relationship with God that that person has. <laughs> No, 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 I can't, man. They, you don't understand. They are so spiritual. They are so holy. They are so connected. They just have this aura about them that they, you just know that they tuned in to God. It's like they got this direct line to God and all this kind of nonsense. Because in reality, guys and ladies, it's an absolute lie, an absolute lie. In truth, maybe the difference is just that they showed up. That's it. That when it came to their relationship with God, that they just chose to show up. Consider the culture that we live in today. We, we live in a show-off culture. This, this, this culture where, where, which is quite often driven by things like social media, where, where it drives this attitude of flash and, 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 and bling and likes and follows and reposts and, and all of these things. And it, it, it leads to this desire of being well known, of being famous, of being recognized on the street or at the coffee shop or or online, or whatever it may be. If only, you know, I have X amount of subscribers, or followers, or so many likes, or so many, so many whatever, it's like, then I'll be okay. And we live in this culture of showing off. But the truth be told, when it comes to fame, fame is fickle. Fame is absolutely fickle. And the crazy part is that so often those 12 minutes of fame lead to a lifetime of heartache. The truth be told, what's well known today is forgotten tomorrow. What's praised today is persecuted tomorrow. If you don't believe me, just go and ask Jesus. What was the difference between Palm Sunday and Good Friday? <laughs> Palm Sunday, he's praised. 
Good Friday, he's persecuted. Same guy, same message. Nothing had changed. The people just turned. The truth be told, what's regarded as popular in one moment will be regarded as poison in another. And I think that we see that so clearly throughout our, our society uh, and, and how that plays out in all kinds of areas of popular opinion. We, we, we live in a space that, that, that has turned into cancel culture as a result. Now, the truth is, anyone can show off, but very few ever show up. And yet that is what real life is all about. Real life is about showing up. It's about showing up as a spouse. It's about showing up as a parent, showing up as a friend, showing up as an employee or an employer. Real life is about showing up. It's not about being well-known. It's about being known well. And that is what Jesus invites you and me into. He invites you and me into coming into relationship with Him where we can be known well. And if you've been tracking with us over the past couple of weeks, you'll know that we've been working through this, this I Am series where we're really just looking into the different I Am statements that Jesus made in, in His lifetime. And as we consider these I Am statements, all of the I Am statements that we've spoken through over the past couple of weeks come down to this one thing. It comes down to being connected, being connected to Jesus. And he speaks into this when he says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. What is a vine? A, 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 a vine is a, is a source. <laughs> it's a life source. It's like everything in a, in a grapevine comes comes from the vine. From the vine, you have all these different branches. And in order for those branches to thrive, they've got to be connected to the grapevine. Jesus carries on and he, he, he talks about his father being the gardener. And he comes in and he cuts off everything that's dead and, and, and needs to be destroyed. And he, he comes and he prunes that, all, all the branches where there's still chance of life and, and where there's still this desire to see, to see fruit and, and, and growth and, and all these good things. And like, that's like a whole other message all on its own. But he speaks about himself as being this vine, being this source of life, this life supply, so to speak. He says, I am the vine. And when he, when, when he says he's the vine, he's saying that he's really the source of everything. That, that, that he is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the gate to the sheep. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That all of these things come from Him, the vine. 
and that you and me, in order for us to find these things, to gain these things, that we need to be connected to him. In fact, he says it this way. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And that's his heart for you. That's his heart for me, is that we will be fruitful. That in every area of our lives, that we'll be fruitful. That when it comes to your marriage, that you'll be fruitful. That when it comes to, to, to your relationships, that you'll be fruitful. That when it comes to you parenting, that you will be fruitful. That when it comes to your workspace, that you will be fruitful. That in every area of your life, there will be great traction, great momentum in a forward direction. That there'll be growth. That, there will, that, 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 that good things will come from your life. And he's saying, in order for that to happen, you've got to be connected to me. You've got to be grafted into me. You have to be a part of me. You gotta show up, you gotta get connected, and you gotta stay connected. Then you become fruitful. So, so how do I how do I become a better spouse? How do I become a better spouse? Man, I show up, I get connected, I stay connected, I get I get into that vine, and ultimately. And then to experience him as the I am, as the light of the world. And he can step into my marriage and he can shine light into spaces that may have been hidden and dark and, and areas that we haven't known where to go or navigate to. And, and he comes and gives us clarity. He comes and gives us direction. He comes and, 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 and journeys with us so that the relationship that there is can be, can be whole and healthy, and fruitful. Uh, how do I become a better parent? Again, <clears throat> I show up, I get connected, and I stay connected. And I'm connected to that vine. And it's there that I, I discover the I am, that light of, 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 of the world, that, 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 that way, that truth. That life, as you said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When it comes to my, my kids' lives, and it's there that he helps us navigate with them, teach them, love them, direct them, you know, show them how, how, to, how to, 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 to lead them in the way, how to discover his truth for their lives. And ultimately, how to discover that life and life in abundance for them. How do I become a better employee or a better student? Again, I show up. I get connected. I stay connected to the vine. And it's in him that I find all these I am statements come alive where I, I get to engage with him as the bread of life, 
where he gives me everything that I need in my work environment. Those, those, those moments where I'm so desperate for wisdom. And he's like, man, if you need wisdom, come to me. Ask. If anyone who lacks wisdom, let them ask and I'll give it to them liberally. He'll come and he'll sustain us. He'll be that bread of wisdom that we need to feast on for those moments. Same in our school environments. If I'm trying to navigate through something, he's like, man, I'm there for you for those moments. Stay connected to me. How do I become a better follower? How do I become a better follower? Again, I show up. I get connected. I stay connected. And as I do that, I, 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 I again find all these I am statements come alive in my life. I engage with him as the good shepherd. And I just let him love me. I let him bring healing in those hurting spaces, those broken places in my life. I let him come and, and, and guide me, direct me, discipline me. That's a tough one. People don't like to hear that anymore these days. Let him, let him, him train me and teach me what it looks like to be like Jesus. Ramon, that's all good and well, but if only you knew the stuff that's going on inside of me, man. I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with disappointment. I'm dealing with, with discontentment, anger, or all sorts of stuff's going on inside of me. Okay, here, pause there for a moment. How do you deal with that? Practically, how do you deal with that? If you're struggling with depression, I've got no problem with you seeing a professional about that at all. In, in fact, more often than not, it may be necessary. But at the same time, I believe that this is exactly what we're talking about, where Jesus goes, hey, show up. Get connected. Stay connected to me, the vine. And I will help you Deal with your depression, deal with your anxiety, deal with your disappointment, deal with your, with your discontentment, deal with all of these things. Just show up. Just get connected. And stay connected. It was the Apostle Paul who said that it's in Jesus that we live and move and have our being. It's like every aspect of life is found in the I am, in this vine as Jesus has spoken of. And Jesus carried on. He said this, he said, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Guys and ladies, when we separate ourselves from the vine, when we start getting lax in our relationship with God, when we're not actively pursuing Him, there is a separation that happens. And it happens so easily when we're just being apathetic or being, being lazy or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden, that wisdom I need is no longer there. 
that grace that I need in those moments seems to be distant. The strength and the energy that I need to work through certain things seems to be completely lacking. And it's even in those moments, as Jesus re-emphasizes here in this portion of scripture where he just says, come and get connected and stay connected to me because all of those things that you need is found in me. I still believe that the best time of day to do this is first thing in the morning. Why I say that is because I just see the psalmist writes over and over again. Early in the morning, I come and I connect with God. He says it in far more beautiful language than what I just said. But ultimately, early in the morning, I come and I just spend time with God. And as we consider how the psalmist would say it and and how we saw Jesus practice it, I can't help but feel like science is kind of caught up to what was going on in those guys' lives. Uh, recently, I, 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 I saw, I saw a, a, a talk that a guy was doing with regards to um, what scientists have come to discover, that ultimately scientists say that your brain produces on average 1,400 neurons while you're sleeping. And that when you wake up in the morning, you wake up with an average of about 1,400 new soldiers in your mind that don't have an army yet. They're Switzerland. They're neutral. Like they, they, don't, they haven't picked a side yet. And those, those 1,400 neurons are essentially every morning asking you what to think. They're like, okay, let us know which way are we going, which, which, which army, which, which side should we select? Tell me what to think is ultimately what they're saying. Tell me what's, what's normal here. Tell me which way we should go. And every morning, you and I have an opportunity to take these 1,400 new neurons, these little soldiers in our brains, and we get to, when we wake up, We get to to say to them, okay, here's what's normal. And you can choose. You can either say, okay, what's normal in my brain is the stuff we spoke of earlier. It's depression. It's anxiety. It's discontentment. It's fear. It's anger. It's all of these different things. Or you can choose something else. You can choose to say to them, okay, I'm a believer. Welcome to this mind. Welcome to this brain. And it's, it's this mind that for some reason, God's spirit has chosen to make it his home. And because it's his home in this mind, we accept faith over fear. We accept freedom over addiction. We accept truth over lies. We accept love over hate. And we have these 1,400 neurons every morning that we wake up, that we choose in which direction we're going to send them. And up until now, most of us haven't been deliberate with them. We just kind of let them do their own thing and figure out as we go along. And more often than not, they start heading in the wrong direction. Guys and ladies, 
This is why I believe it's so important for you and for me every morning when we wake up to just take that time to go, Lord Jesus, you are the vine. I'm the branch. I'm going to be, I'm going to A, show up. I'm going to get connected. I'm going to stay connected. And as I'm connected to you, I'm gaining your heart for my life. I'm gaining your mind for my mind. And ultimately, I'm repositioning these neurons in my mind to go, you know what? Today, I'm choosing God's thinking, God's heart condition. I'm choosing His will, His ways for my life today. And I believe that when we start doing that, we start seeing some pretty life-changing stuff starting to happen in your life and in my life. Paul the Apostle spoke into this where he said, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As you consider all that we have said this morning, I wonder what's next for you? What does your next step look like? Maybe up until now, you've thought that the reason why you haven't progressed, why you haven't really found traction in life is because you were at the wrong end of the talent pool because somehow other people were more gifted or more this, or you felt like God just had favorites and you weren't one of them. That is a lie. And unfortunately, it's a lie that, that we so easily swallow so often. Today, I hope it's been clear that A, talent has very little to do with any of it. And secondly, that God doesn't have favorites. He desires relationship with you as much as he desires relationship with me. All you and I have to do is show up, get connected and stay connected to realize that life is not about being well known but that this life is about being known well. And that daily, every morning, every minute of every day, Jesus invites you into that relationship to be really known. What's your next step? Guys and ladies, let's forget about showing off. Let's start focusing on showing up, getting connected, staying connected, and see the fruit that God wants to grow in our lives. Take root and explode. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for, Lord, just the truth of your heart for our lives. We thank you that as we've spoken through this I am serious, Lord, that today we can just look at you. Look at, at all these different statements that you've made. 
Lord, where you where you you said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth and the life. And Lord, that we can recognize that these aren't just statements. That these are aspects of your character, of your personality that you're expressing. That this isn't something that you do, but that these are aspects of who you are. And that as we connect to you daily as the vine, I thank you that we have access to all of you in that moment. So Lord, I thank you that you will settle issues of inferiority, insecurity, whatever it may be in the hearts of men and women as they watch us today. And that you will communicate clearly that your heart is for us, that your greatest desire is to know us well. I thank you that men and women will show up, get connected and stay connected. We love you. These lives are yours. We pray it in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this series. If you've missed any part of it, you can go back on our YouTube channel and go and catch up from week one. We love you. We'll see you next week.